Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, this is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. We got the Washington Commanders taking on the Seattle Seahawks. This is another game like the Houston-Cincinnati game that I think has a chance to be a shootout type of game. We've seen Washington throwing the ball quite a bit. Seattle finally has a good matchup here against Washington, who likes to do nothing but give up long passes. And Seattle, looking as an offense, is looking to kind of get right. Uh, Seattle is favored in this game at minus six and a over-under of 46.5. The trends would actually tell you to take Washington. The trends would tell you to take the under. I'm going to go against the trends here, and I'm going to take the over on the 46.5. I'm not taking Seattle minus six. Washington's been pesky enough. I'm not going to take Seattle to actually cover here by a near touchdown, but I am going to take over on the 46.5 because I think this game has potential shooter upside uh geno smith i have as top 12 quarterback sam howell top seven quarterback the volume with sam howell has been incredible i can't believe i have him this high but this is where we are kenneth walker we actually got to talk about this a little bit chris i want to kick this to you because you kind of commented on it kenneth walker zach charbonnet charbonnet has been starting to cut into walker's workload a little bit maybe walker's not 100 percent healthy that could be part of it and probably is i have an rb 16 right now i have charbonnet right at my rb 36 spot in the flex area we even though charbonnet is carving out a little bit of a role and by the way, 56% of the snaps to 44% for Kenneth Walker. That's how I know Kenneth Walker is probably banged up. But I do think Charbonnet will be the pass catching back even when this whole thing gets sorted out like it was earlier in the year. Neither running backs are going to use that much. Maybe it was because of matchup. This should be a better matchup. There's also be a better match for the pass catching. Are we going to get to the point where we're using both Walker and Charbonnet and therefore Walker is no longer the RB1 he was earlier in the year? Or are you going to see a bounce back from Walker as soon as he's healthy? I don't think you're going to be using both of them at any point in this season. I don't know if Walker's necessarily going to bounce back to what he was either. I think because Charbonnet is actually going to have a role where he didn't have much of a role. We all expected him to kind of be more involved than he was earlier in the season. So I think you're going to kind of see him, you know, he was drafted high enough to be kind of involved in his offense. Seattle likes to rotate their backs. But I think Kenneth Walker is going to bounce back. A big part of this is the Seattle offense has been sputtering and hasn't been able to kind of move the ball the line play has been poor. Gene Smith's play has been poor. As a result, they're not getting the red zone. They're not getting opportunities to score touchdowns or score points. So these running games getting kind of forgotten about. I think as this offense kind of has easier matchups 
And as they kind of click a little bit better, DK Metcalf's a big part of that offense and what they got to kind of click. Um, then I think the running back will kind of get back in the track because the offense overall has enough weapons to kind of keep you honest. We've seen Kenneth Walker be able to get in spurts. So last year when he got banged up, when he when he gets healthy, usually he brings it back a spark in that offense. So I think he's still going to be a guy you like to have on your team. It's just your best offensive play when you're Seattle by far, numbers-wise, is play action. You have to start setting that up again. And Washington's the perfect team who doesn't have much of a defensive line left to try to help and set that up. So that will be remain to be seen. I'm still playing Walker this week. Again, Gino, you, you, you mentioned DK. Uh, DK is somebody I'm lower than the ECR. ECR's got him at wide receiver 11. I understand the talent. I understand the matchup, but I got him at wide receiver 19. Metcalf's been slightly out-targeted by Lockett over the past few weeks. JSN has been getting targeted more and playing more. That's being the most important thing, going over 80% of routes over the past few weeks as they're getting him more involved, and it's taking away from DK Metcalf, and he's not necessarily hitting those big plays. He's in wide receiver 36 on a points-per-game basis, and he hasn't scored double-digit points since week four in half-point PPR. Been bad for DK Metcalf. So while I know this is a big matchup, Adam, are you going to be that confident where you make him a low end wide receiver one, or you're more on my end as a low end wide receiver two? Frankly, yeah, I think I'm closer to your end, and I, I think it's the things that you said. And to add to that, this to me feels like a game that I, I'm more. I think Seattle will put up points. I don't think. I'm not fully confident the commanders don't get put out of this thing very quickly. Um, just the pass rush as a whole. Uh, and because of that, I'm kind of curious if Seattle needs to pass that much in the second half. Um, so uh, I'm a little uh, concerned uh, when it comes to DK. I, I just think I mean, we already saw them kind of have uh, this issue with in the Bengals game where it just became a sack fest. I think it might be that, but one-sided because – Seattle's, you know, not going to have that problem on, on their offense. If they were playing better, I would say yes. Washington's been feisty enough, and Seattle hasn't been playing very great. Where it's hard for me to picture. That. Not that it couldn't happen when you look at these two teams on personnel wise, but it just hasn't really clicked enough for me for Seattle to think that they're going to blow them out. Especially the way Washington's been able to hang around in games. Their their pass rush has been pretty good though, and Howell's getting hit at like a historical rate. And obviously, that's been happening in every game. Um, but I mean, you've seen it other, other than the Eagles, which are an aberration. He pops off in the games where with weaker pass rushes and gets kind of slowed down in the games where they're genuinely good pass rushes. I have no explanation for Philadelphia. That one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that the explanation there is the commanders always find a way to play Philly tough. That's the only explanation divisional rival, uh, Brian Robinson, still a volume based RB two. If last week was any indicator, he could probably fall into the end zone a couple of times. I am playing Lockett as a low end wide receiver to Jahan Dotson. I have met wide receiver 30. As long as he is good to go, I will say, though, Curtis Samuel being back in the mix, we might have to temper expectations because Dotson's value has risen up when Curtis Samuel has been out of the lineup. So keep an eye on that. If Curtis Samuel is available, you might have temper expectations on Jahan Dotson. This is the highs I've had JSN ranked all year. I do have him at wide receiver 35. Heavy bye weeks, partly to do with that. Match up the other part to do with that. Him playing more, the other part to do with that. Not excited to play him. Wouldn't want to try to play him, but I do have him as a low-level flex play. Uh, you guys have any other notes on this game? 
We do have a question coming in from Antonio. So he's got Herbert, Kyron Williams, and Amari Cooper for Lamar, Devonta Smith, Deontay Johnson, and Jerome Ford in a full point PPR league. Chris, would you do this deal? So he's got what? Herbert, Kyron Williams, and Amari Cooper Cooper. for Lamar, Devontae, Deontay, and Jerome Ford. Yes, I would do that deal. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I'm no. 100% with you. First, we get the four to the three. You're not getting a drop off at all. Quarterback, Kyron Williams, still has a couple more weeks before he's back. Mark Herbert's been good, but Devonta with no Dallas Goddard. Deontay's been back in action. Jerome Ford looking like Jerome Ford again. I, yeah, Anton, go ahead and uh, pull that trigger. That seems like a no brainer. Let's head to our next match.